So, Bill, I was sitting at my desk earlier, and I found this little uh, fortune-telling card on my desk. That's one of my uh, life's dreams and ambitions is to own a fortune-telling machine. You are. You know I, what I'm I, talking I, about? I picture you as a fortune-teller. <laughs> no, I want one of those machines, you know, like the Zoltar oh, yes. or the Gypsy Lady. Oh, yes, like in the commercial. Yeah, and their commercial heads work. move. Oh, yeah, and the and eyes glow see, when yeah. they open and yeah. Ooh. So this is a card. I, I This was a long time ago. I happened to get this from some fortune-telling machine somewhere. And it says, something Japanese that brings you pleasure will enter your life. But is it a person, a philosophy, an art form, or a mechanical device? Mechanical device. Time will tell. Time will, time tell. will tell. You know, the odds are pretty good of that happening. All I know. Well, yeah. I thought about it today because the poem that we're going to talk about is a little zen-like. It is always. It is very zen. So I, time has told. Time has told. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, number 12. Uh, Is this, sounds uh, about right. Sound, you know, 12, and, yes. And we barely Episode dodged. 12. We've barely dodged having a Friday the 13th. <laughs> this is Friday the 14th, so we are, we're okay. We're okay. Is it the 14th? Okay. Is it? Yeah. You yes, know, I think I, it is. I had a moment of panic. <laughs> I should know these things. Friday the 14th. I think you're exactly like it goes right. together. Freaky yeah. Friday. Here we yeah. are, Wacky Poem Life. I'm Sean. I'm Bill. And we're coming to you from the World Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, where we talk about a poem that someone has left in the museum over time. This year, we're 10 years old. 10 years so old. So some of these poems can be as much as 10 years old. Ten, that's really cool. A decade old. Yeah. You know, I wonder if the people have, that have written them have forgotten about them. <laughs> I wonder. I don't know. I, and I have a... Um, I have a mental health of a plea that I want to make first of all, and plea, before you get worried about me. <laughs> no, I'm 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 behind a microphone. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that microphone's going to save you. Uh, <laughs> shield my face. You're shielded. <laughs> no, it's not not actually a mental health plea for me, mm-hmm. but it's just for other people because I think that if more people were listening to our podcast, their mental health would improve. Oh, I agree. (laughs) So my plea is people out there, those listening, share us as much as possible on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram, wherever, wherever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Spread the word. Because you're helping people with their mental health if you do that. And you're helping our mental health by letting us know we're being heard. (laughs) So everyone everyone benefits from this. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a mutually beneficial deal. So that was my mental health plea. I think it's a good plea. I hear your plea, Sean. I hear it. (laughs) I'm glad I'm heard. It's now, always good to be heard. Before we get started, I'm going to remove my coat because I'm a little warm. I'm and I'm going to do it live on air. <laughs> I was going to say something yeah. before we started. Bill sitting and over here in a if, quilted. You know, it's I a lovely olive-colored sort of but I think quilted it, jacket. Well, you know, I've got a lovely vintage T-shirt that I think you'll like, so I'm going to remove this. And you know, I don't want any laughter because I've this is a vintage T-shirt from my youth. And oh. It happens to go along with what we're saying. So, so you purposely had this oh, zipped a, all the way up reveal. to your neck. It's a reveal, folks. <laughs> So, <laughs> I knew. Now, if she continues to laugh, we'll get a photo of why she's laughing. But yes, you know, I I'll just happened to, ha- happened to have a shirt that I thought would be appropriate for the podcast. So, and my fantastic artwork came into play. I was, I was a wor- so, little worried about your mental health while you had a jacket had a with jacket. the zipper all the way up exactly. to your neck, and now I see why because he has on a white T-shirt that says "Tickle that." cheese so i hope no one walks up and tickles my cheese when i go to the market after this but i notice when i put it on it's a little off kilter my cheese is over here on one side of my chest and my tickles down here where it really probably shouldn't be but anyway <laughs> it you just have, came to me i want this on a t-shirt 
misplaced tickle. I have a misplaced tickle right there. <laughs> and I, I really think these, I really truly, in all serious, seriousness, think these would be the coolest T-shirts. And I think we could sell them. And I think we're going to probably sell them in the, sh- in the store here before too long. I just think tickle that cheese should be on a T-shirt. That, maybe that's our tagline. You know how there's podcasts that have been out there for a while. They develop a tagline. Yes, some sort of <laughs> some something that is uh, just associated and instantly recognizable. Agreed. Love so, it. and if you don't have any idea what we're talking about, was that just the last? Episode? It was last episode. Okay, last, last so Friday. It was episode we tickled our 11. cheese last Friday. <laughs> episode mm-hmm. eleven. We did. Go back and, and listen to it if you haven't. Get your cheese tickled. <laughs> cheese is being tickled in Albuquerque. My my sister was talking about her cheese was tickled, and I said, I don't think I want it. that's TMI. <laughs> but you know, I'm glad. <laughs> it's a great phrase because you know it can be whatever you want it to be. And it certainly can. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're definitely your design is definitely off kilter, Bill. But you know, it's, I, it's very I, nice. I was sleepy when I when I did this. Usually, you know, because I, see what you're going to have to design those for everybody probably when they want to start purchasing them. You have to get is that magic marker? It's sharpie. Sharpie. Black sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> magic marker is an old term, isn't it? I I'm love, dating myself. I love magic markers. <laughs> I love magic markers. All right. Well, yeah. I'll definitely remind me to take a picture before we leave okay. so I can post it. Uh, there we go. <laughs> and don't be envious, people. You two can have one. Yes. Now, there might be actually several pictures I might post with the with this a um, with this podcast. And if you're listening to us on um, on Spotify or Apple or one of those places and you're not really going to our website, you do need to go to the website if you want to see the pictures of the poems we talk about and any other pictures we upload. So at wackypoemlife.com you can see and the, the photos. And it does add another dimension. And it is yeah. fun, you know, and, and we'll be maybe adding more and so forth and, and gives an extra dimension to what we're talking about. Well, in the poem we're talking about this week, I think people really will want to look at it. You know, we talk about handwriting and things that are, you know, the the places that people have written things and left them in the museum. And uh, and it does, I think, really, this one's, again, it's another unique one. But the reason why I said I thought we I would probably post several photographs is because this poem is in the um, museum right now. It's in the exhibit that we put up last year, which was Oklahoma Wildflowers. In, um, in poetry, and there's several different areas in the main exhibit room where you learn something and you can interact with something that has to do with wildflowers, and you can leave poetry or just thoughts or pictures or, like you do, uh, Gary Larson cartoons, yes. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's true. I left a Gary Larson cartoon thinking I was being very clever. I came back and it was removed. <laughs> I felt like I'd been chastised. <laughs> well, I found this because I was just wandering around in there because I like to go in every once in a while and read what people have written on the walls and, and put into the nooks and crannies. And there's um, one part of the exhibit is a giant medicine cabinet. I mean, this is the biggest mm-hmm. medicine cabinet I've ever seen. It's huge and beautiful. And the thing that goes with it is something about medicinal wildflowers and there's a there's a sign there and a little bit of direction if you want it that just says something about wildflowers they have medically proven healing qualities and if you want to think about something that needs healing in your life or your community or the world in general and write a little something about it and then on the the left side of the medicine cabinet there's a whole bunch of empty prescription bottles and labels and then you can put your poem inside one of those bottles and you can label it 
And then on the right side of the cabinet is where you leave your bottle that you have your poem in and that you've labeled. And so I open the right side of the cabinet, and there's a bunch of them in there, and they say things like um, rain, my hopes and dreams for the future. Um, there's one that just says read me. <laughs> read me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was here. <laughs> yeah. There's one that's pretty sad. It says my opinion of myself. That's what the label says. Mm -hmm. There's nothing inside it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I hope that's not true. Goodness. Well, um, the nice thing about it is there's none of them that say live, laugh, love. Oh, yeah. You know, I've got that over, over my cabin door, which I'm going to have to remove that because that was back when I was, you know, a little being a little kitschy since I've seen that commercial. Do we need to sign for this? No. No, we don't. <laughs> so this was in there, and it was in a bottle that was labeled the paralysis of nostalgia. So did the person that wrote the paralysis of nostalgia also write this poem? Yes, it's the same handwriting. So think about this. the paral And we'll discuss this after the yes. poem, but I find that very interesting. Yeah. I did not know the paralysis of nostalgia was on the bottle. Yeah, and mm. I, you know, so I immediately, oh, that's very unique, pulled yeah. it out and read the poem, and that's what we have here. Yeah, that's what we have here. Shall I? Yes. Okay. When you can hear the window, find an opening. Rest your neck on the edge or sky and air. Let your head hang back. Watch the leaves go where the wind puts them. Watch your hair moves where it moves. Unasked. Now I'm gonna, uh, Sean. I'm gonna. I would like to do this again because it is so good, and I messed up a couple of lines, and I, I'm infatuated with this poem. So, folks, we're gonna do it again because, because typical me. Well, it appease your infatuation, Please Bill. Appe appease my infatuation. We're take two. When you can hear the window, find an opening. Rest your neck on the edge or air and sky. I'm, I did it again. Take three. <laughs> I was dyslexic as a child. When you can hear the window, find an opening. Rest your neck on the edge or sky and air. Let your head hang back. Watch the leaves go where the wind puts them. Watch your hair move where it moves unasked. Excellent. Now, I, I have been so infatuated with the last word, unasked. Yes. I thought to have hair move unasked is one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever read. That is cool. That is so beautiful. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things we're going to be discussing here. Uh -huh. But whoever wrote this, what a masterpiece. Now, last week's poem, I, it, it was a little kitschy and blah, blah, blah. And I love Tickle the Cheese, <laughs> hence my shirt. But this has just been something that is just such a – it's just a gorgeous work in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one the person obviously was thinking about quite a bit because when you go – if you look at the the picture, you can see there are several places where words are crossed out and phrases are crossed out. So there was some thought and, words and some were revision. Put in. Yeah. There was a little bit of a revision going in mm -hmm. as a person was writing. Right. And there – are some words after that last word and unasked, and I can't really tell what they are, mm -hmm. but they decided no. And is this the first time you have um, seen this poem, Sean? Yes. Or, okay, so you had, so it's this fairly is, new. This Somebody is, recently new. has okay. left this one. This they didn't recent. sign it. Yeah, unsigned because because mm -hmm. you were uh, as impressed, obviously, to be using it this week. Mm -hmm. But I thought I wonder if you had seen this before. No, and I'd like to know how. The, t the what was on the bottle the paralysis of uh, uh, nostalgia is mm -hmm. that is that what it is mm -hmm. uh, I'd like to know how that re relates to this or how they would like us to relate that to this 
I don't know. What I thought of was kind of that, you know, that U2 song where they, they say something about we uh, glorify the past when the future dries up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe this was a person who felt like they were too much in the past and thinking about the being nostalgic oh. about the past too much. And, and, and the paralysis occurs when they remain in the past and cannot move forward or enjoy the present quite as much as they feel, think they should. Maybe. I think it could be that. And I also think it could be that there is stillness needed or a little bit of paralysis needed to get in the present, mm-hmm. to get yourself mm-hmm. out of the past and into the present. Right. Which is what this poem is really about, isn't it? Being in the present. Very much so. Yeah. And, and, and noticing the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Watch the leaves go where the wind puts them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few weeks ago, I had I was watching leaves on my back deck fall from a tree, and I thought, I'm the only person that will ever see this particular leaf fall and tumble and land. In that and, particular in that, way. In that particular way, because each one is different. The way mm-hmm. the wind, the way the wind caught it, mm-hmm. the way the wind cat puts them. Mm-hmm. So uh, I relate to this person very, very uh, wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a good point, Bill, because the leaves blowing in the wind—that that's very much uh, cliched, kind of. Yeah, sure. Uh, it it is a motif that appears in a lot of poems that are about uh, death. Or loss, mm-hmm. or a big change. Yes, because you know we identify the leaves falling and falling changing and, and dying. Mm-hmm. Tree with, going dormant. Yeah, with those things happening in us. Right. Yeah. It, absolutely. And another thing I, I was wanting to ask you about is when you can hear the window. So mm-hmm. hearing a window. I mean, that is really. Yeah. Fascinating to me <laughs> because the window, I'm not sure if the window is open or closed. I, I, I assumed it was closed because they talk about find an opening. Um, mm-hmm. Or I, I assumed they would open it somehow. But I wonder how you would hear a window, how a, a deaf person would hear a window. Mm-hmm. I think of these things. Yeah, and, it, and, and it's not when you hear the window opening. No. It's when you hear the window. When you hear the window. Find right. an opening. Find an opening. So – and then it says, rest your neck on the edge. But really, are you? I mean, are you just imagining doing that? Well, I think that they inferred that, rest your neck on the edge or sky and air. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the edge. You know, maybe it's an inferred edge. Mm-hmm. You know, that rest your neck where it is and, and, and look and observe and, and uh, appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very calm. It's very, on, on the surface, it's a very simple poem. That's kind of why I thought about it with this um, fortune-telling card I had, you right. know, that something Japanese is going to come into my life. Because it, it feels very, um, as I said, zen-like. And there's only three words I counted that are not one syllable. Okay. Window, opening, unasked. I'll be darn. And yeah. those are the three words we're kind of... We're focusing uh, on. Yeah, we're focusing on right. those in the leaves. Yeah. I was thinking about that song, Girl Crush, and I th- randomly, and I thought, I got it. I got myself a big old boy crush on this on this poem. <laughs> what did you call it? You texted me the other day. Twitter-pated. Was it Twitter-pated? You're Twitter-pated. I'm Twitter-pated. I was thinking of the movie Bambi when he said, he's Bambi's Twitter-pated, thought, oh, which means I'm infatuated. I'm just sort of really in, in just really infatuated with this poem. Bambi the, the, the deer Bambi? The, 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 yeah, Twitter-pated came from the movie Bambi, from the 1939 movie Bambi. There That's was, in that movie? It's in the movie. Twi- I don't remember Twitter-pated. that. I thought, well, you know what? This will be a, 
we'll I look this maybe up. Maybe you're talking about some I porno with Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Bambi porno uh, star right. that I didn't know. I probably Twitter is. Twitter painting. Probably is, but right. That's probably true, too. But Twitter I have painting. a dirty mind. I just take things that they're, nah, you know, they have some kind of sexual connotation when I don't know what they no, are. I, I'm right there with you. As, <laughs> as why my tickle shirt cheese, tickle cheese shirt, tickle shirt cheese, tickle shirt cheese. This dyslexia is clicking in. Ah. Cheesy shirt tickle. Cheesy cheese. It's a very cheesy shirt. <laughs> but I was thinking about this poem, and the, um, when I was a kid, we had a bathroom. Uh, had a mobile. I'm glad home. you had a, had a bathroom. It wasn't an outhouse. Yeah, it was not an outhouse. It was an actual bathroom. <laughs> And I would climb in the bathtub, and there was a window, and it was kind of frosted, that frosted glass, 1960s yeah. mobile home. And I could kind of stand on the edge of the tub, and I'd slide open the window, and I could see the elm trees in the back. And I thought I would look. This is where it all it's, began, it's where, it's, all the cheese tickling. All the cheese tickling, yeah, right here. And I thought, this is really uh, – I could escape from here. I was thinking about this window. Was, of course, I'm sure it wasn't in the bathroom, this window. But I, I like to open windows and kind of see what's outside and – what the view might be, <laughs> and you know, as a as my as a little uh, as a child with these uh, long, deep thoughts by Jack, by Bill Handy. <laughs> deep thoughts, Billy's deep thoughts. Yes, my deep thoughts. <laughs> that's one of the words that's marked out. You said you didn't think it was a bathroom window. It is your bedroom window oh, bedroom that's window. marked out. Yeah, interesting because maybe they assumed it could be just any window, not just a bedroom. Right. Window. That leaves a little bit more open. Right. So um, I, I said we were, there's only three words that are uh, not one syllable. One of them is unasked. That is one of the words that I went to my to my boyfriend, the online etymology dictionary. Mm-hmm. You know, etymology. That's my boyfriend. That's your boyfriend, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to say, I have not met him yet, but uh, okay. You can uh, find him online. Okay. Yes. I, I know his address. I use it all the time. <laughs> It'll pop right up if you need to know. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> one, one of the words that I looked up, and I got stuck on just the first part of that. I got stuck on the un, that prefix, the prefix of negation. Right, right. Un. Un, because right. I love how my boyfriend, the online etymology dictionary, describes un. Listen to this. It underwent a mass extinction in early Middle English, but emerged with renewed vigor, 16th century, to form compounds with native and imported words. <laughs> your boyfriend, un, your boyfriend un, told you this. Un, un, un almost underwent. A mass extinction. extinction. I'm so glad. I'm glad too. It survived. Yeah, because it's it's such a good prefix to so many things. Yes, and it has a an ongoing battle or war. Mm -hmm. Undoes. Do you Mm -hmm. know who it's warring with? Uh, What's another prefix that's like un? Non. N O N. Well, Uh, it it means the same. N. I N. I N. Okay. Okay. So see, my boyfriend also tells me this. It disputes with Latin derived cognate. In so it has a dispute mm-hmm. within. We have a dispute. Yeah, within and they un. they're disputing over the right to form the negation of certain words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're feuding. You're looking at me they're like feuding. I'm crazy. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm going to be asked a test question again, and I'm I'm trying to formulate no, something brilliant. No, I just brilliant. love the way that this dictionary is talking about these words and this prefix. Like there's, you know, like I said, there's a war going on. So they're disputing over the right to form the negation of certain words like indigestible, undigestible. Okay. Yeah. So they're fighting over that. Right. And though both might be deployed Deployed. in cooperation to indicate shades of meaning, 
unfamous, wow. infamous. Mm-hmm. Typically, they are not. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's almost like you're reading from a, a, a text from 1831. <laughs> Thou shalt decipher these words and go thus unjustly or unjustly. I just like that there was a great war going on between Un and Yin. And, and we never knew about this great war. And I didn't know about it. The great, we never, and I, not, thankfully, not much blood was shed. A lot of ink was shed, probably. Not much yeah. blood. You know, we, you were talking about wind and win, uh, window and, and how wind is often used as a, a metaphor for uh, the ending of something. And I was looking for window in my book of thoughts, which I brought because I need thoughts. Book of thoughts which came, which came, which came, is here again. <laughs> which came last week. It's full of words. It's that, speckled red on the bind. Yeah. No, let's not the bind. <laughs> what do you call that on the well, it's the so, pages? It, it, uh, I, uh, binding? No, it's not it, the binding. The binding's back here. This is the uh, it, the <laughs> marbling of the, uh, the of the of the leaves or the pages. Uh, There's some term for that. There's some I term. We, we've got to find this out. We will look it up. We will look it up. And you should know this, Sean. I should know this because oh, oh, I love oh, oh, old books. Right. Old bookmaster. I'm not sure why I'm singing all that. Longfellow wrote, The gentle wind, a sweet and passionate wooer, wooer, wooer that's a yeah. word, mm-hmm. kisses the blushing leaf. Aww. So that's, you know, that's Longfellow. And then, of course, you know, perhaps the wind wails so in winter for the summer's dead, and all sad sounds are nature's funeral cries for what has been. And is not Jeez. George Eliot. So you know there is a lot of lamenting. It's like, you know, ending. George, come on. I know. It's like why we're going to listen. Why was she depressed? She was so depressed probably because she'd written that yeah. novel Middlemarch that weighed weighs five tons. And oh I my! Tried, I try to read every other year and I never get past. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've only gotten to page thirty. People I, lament leaves so much, trying. the rattle of a dead leaf. But you know, without dead leaves, there can't be buds. You know, it's a cycle. That's true. It's a cycle. It's a cycle every, of life. You know, like the bird said, for everything, turn, 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 there is a season. Oh, Don't make me sing. No, I was thinking, what birds are you talking about? The BYRDS from 1968. Yeah, I know. I was thinking cardinal singing. Cardinal singing. Blue jays. Okay, so because you're talking about the leaves again and mm-hmm. the leaves blowing in the wind. I did... Um, Look up. I was looking at poems about actually poems about rest, and I found this one, and it was about and the the author of it is one of the reasons why I kind of got fixated, Twitter pated mm-hmm. on it. It's a poem by Alexander Posey, and it's called A Vision of Rest. And Alexander Posey, he was born in 1873. He was a Muscogee Creek poet. Oh, okay. And he was he founded the Eufaula Indian Journal in 1901. It was the first Native American daily newspaper. Nice, yeah. Really cool. And he had all kinds of skills. He was a journalist, a humorist. He wrote satire. He wrote satirical letters. Um, he was just a really interesting guy. And fortunately, died quite young. He was trying to cross the um, North Canadian River. It was flooded, and uh, he died. He drowned. He was only 35. Yeah. But anyway, here's his poem, A Vision of Rest. Someday this quest shall cease. Someday, for I, this heart shall rest in peace. Sometimes, oft times, I almost feel the calm upon my senses still, so soft, and all but hear the dead leaves rustle near and sigh to be at rest with me. Though I behold the ashen branches tossing to and fro, somehow I only vaguely know the wind is rude 
and cold. The wind is rude and cold. Mm -hmm. And the dead leaves are rustling near, and they sigh to me. They sigh. I like that, too. Mm -hmm. Sigh, rustling. Mm -hmm. Now, this is an indigenous poet, a native poet, you said? Yes, yes, Muskogee Creek. He wrote, he had a persona that was called, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Fus Fixico, uh, which means heartless bird. And that's where he wrote about political things. Okay. And yeah. and the territories and the, the division between, you know, Oklahoma Territory, Indian Territory. Right, right. And all the things that were going on with, um, with tribal governments and the uses of the land and the fight with the U.S. government. Um, because Oklahoma was, at, you know, you know the eastern states were fairly uh, de- detailed and defined, but Oklahoma was kind of a free for all. It, it was, was, it was just sort of, you know, yeah. s- the Sooners come on, Sooners and, get all. And he died yeah. in 1908, so right. it was pretty early on in the. Well, that was just one year after statehood. I'll be darned. I thought it was 1906, it's 07. I should know this, when, <laughs> when Oklahoma became a state. Well, you weren't born here, right? I was so not born here. We'll, I was, we'll let it slide this time. I wasn't born here. I spent my school years in the mesas and cactus out west. You know, yeah. You spent them in the cactus? I, 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 I fell in a few cactus, cacti. I did, I did, yeah. Chasing those grasshoppers. And Gallup, New Mexico. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> and horny toads. Horny toads. Horned lizards. <laughs> Stepped on a horny toad. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I was trying to, there's, no, okay, I'm not going there. Anyway, the other word, um, the other word besides unasked that I also looked up was rest. Rest. Yeah. To, to repose. Mm-hmm. My, my boyfriend, the online etymology dictionary says. Unposed. It's to repose. I love that word, repose. We should use that more often, don't repose. you think? Re- exactly. To cease from action. Well, you know, t- when, when hair moves unasked, it's just flowing freely. It's reposing. It's reposing. Yes. It's just flowing freely. It's, but I have never heard that uh, stated in the term move, un- move unasked. I know. I know. It's That's so elegant. I, I think, if anything, this is such an elegant phrase, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Real elegant. I also read an article on the hibernation of animals, Bill. Hibernation. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's winter resting. Winter resting. Yeah. It's win- it was very winter resting. When I, very winter resting. <laughs> there we went to westing. You put it at. Anyway, back to rest. Fell right into that, and I got stabbed by the stakes again. <laughs> I also was thinking about with rest because it comes from the old English word restin. restin. Remember, it was a long time back long time in back. our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ages, where I, where I said a little old English. Remember that? Uton, yes, I do. yes, I do. Well, see, we could add rest to that too. It would be uton, eton, drink on, rest on. Rest on. And yay was fully on. Or, no, the rest on needs to go at the end, doesn't it? Let us eat, rest. drink, and be merry, and then rest. Well, I think that is a good cheers if we ever, you know, like cheers, to, and then we drink. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Instead of saying, you know, well, sing. Salute. we have bottles of water here yeah. today, so. Okay. Um, uton, eton, drink on, yay was fully on, and rest, and rest on. on. Cheers. 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 That's the plastic clacking. <laughs> I don't think there was any sound it made. I'm going to take a drink real quick. <laughs> Me <though>. too. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> Wet our whistle. <laughs> 
Whistles have been wet. Do, uh, Bill, you know the Which Titanic has been resting on the ocean floor for over 100 years. Since 1912. Yeah, just let Probably. that sink in for sink, a minute. Sink in, sink in, sink in. I get that one. Break in half, sink in, fall you know, apart, drift. I was born on the 50th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. Were you? I was. April 15th, 1962. I'll be darned. What does that mean? I don't Let that sink in. Let that sink in. <laughs> Let, let that let that grin. And, and how, am I a disaster? How did, how did you happen to? So your birthday is the day the Titanic sank. Yes, is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. It started sinking on the 14th, but it it took know, a while to sink. It, it, it went all the way on yeah, the 15th. That movie took a long time for that boat to hit the bottom. <laughs> um, that's interesting to me. Because your heart will go on forever. Your heart will you know, go so. on. Your yeah. Your heart. Are you gonna sing it? Every <laughs> night in my dreams. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm channeling Celine. People might want to hear that. I might, I might get some good reviews on it. <laughs> I really was like, oh, I think I shall sing. Hey, I also heard that Usain Bolt, you know, that Jamaican um, sprinter. That seven-foot-long guy that's mm-hmm. yeah, very fast. He, yeah. he once won a race while he was resting. Well, okay, how did that happen? Sean? Because he was fast asleep. Fast asleep. He was the fastest asleep. <laughs> and she gets cue the disco music. There, there we go. There's the drum. <laughs> I'll just do them he all. He was fast asleep. I hit the wrong button. He sleeps fast. Fast. He sleep. I got one more rest poem. Rest. Okay. Not poem. Poem. Joke. 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 <laughs> when I die. I wish to be buried with my record collection. Why is that? Because it will be my vinyl resting place. Vinyl resting place, and I know what vinyl is. <laughs> vinyly, right vinyly, it's happened to me. Vinyly. <laughs> What's happened to you, vinyly? Vinyly. Have you come vinyly. to your resting place? Yeah. No. Vinyly, my hair has moved unasked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, give it a rest. Bill. Okay, give it a rest. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, I, I just I love this poem, and I think I want people to look on the website and look and 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 look look at it and see what it looks like, and mm-hmm. it's the way it was placed and the fact mm-hmm. that it was in that bottle. It's a, um, a hidden discovery, and it was kind of a hidden treasure the mm-hmm. way the way it it came to be. And one last poetic thing is. That you you like that that idea of the the hair being unasked yes because and I think that it's a neat idea and it stands out it's personification mm-hmm. it's you know one of the true tools of the poet which you can really screw up if you use it in a way that it just gets really corny and uh, too obvious mm-hmm. and it's not here it's not here yeah, yeah. so it really contributes to the beauty of the poem. Well, there's a lot of things that are just so unusually stated here. Mm-hmm. Resting your neck on sky and air. Mm-hmm. Watch the leaves go where they are put. It isn't where they float or fall. It's where they are put. It's like they're mm-hmm. placed or put. Which is another personification. personification. The wind puts them. The wind puts them. Like the them. wind has a conscience that mm-hmm. it's putting. And I assume the wind is moving the hair unasked. I mean, because obviously it's not a hand, it's not a comb, it's not a brush. Mm-hmm. Something is moving the hair, and I, I believe maybe it's wind, but it's unasked movement. Yeah. So 
I really like all three of those. I do, too. Yeah. And since this was recent, and maybe the person who wrote this is listening, and so send well, us an email. Let that us would be know. wonderful. Yeah, because I've got about 70, 72 questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think our time's up with this wonderful little poem, and the episode is, I don't know, Rest Your Neck? What I don't know what – that's what I'm – Calling it right now. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, you always come up with something. I'm anxious to hear what the okay. what the what the uh, music is going to be or the sound effect is going to be before well, we'll this. Well, probably be leaves, you know. There'll probably leaves, be leaves, in leaves, the wind. leaves rustling, unasked. <laughs> Thank you, know. you all for listening. Tickle that cheese. <laughs>